versus Taron Woodley. Post fight thoughts. Dun, dun, dun. Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Follow me on Parlor at FightJunkie. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, Amazon. Basically, anywhere you can find a podcast, I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel. Oh, wait, hold up. Scratch that. YouTube deleted my channel. Um, let me think. Okay, I got it. You can also subscribe to the Rumble channel. Rumble.com slash Fight Junkie. Want live stream? Twitch.tv slash Real Fight Junkie. Jake Paul. This time, he left no doubt. Sixth round. Brutal. One punch. Knockout. Of course, with a Jake Paul fight, there is always going to be drama. So it's no, it's no secret to everybody. A lot of people don't like the kid. I get it. He's loud. He's the YouTube generation. He does things, especially in boxing, people aren't used to seeing. They don't think he's a real fighter. Since he started, there's been a lot of, you need to do this, you need to do that. Oh, you did that, but it wasn't against this, or it wasn't against that. And tonight is no different. In fact, it's funny because when he fought uh, Ben Askren first, they were saying, you know, well, Ben Askren isn't a striker. And so when he beat him, obviously, you know, whatever. It was no big deal. So when the first fight came around with Woodley, people... We're saying, well, at least he's fighting a guy that knows how to throw punches. And this was true. Woodley in the first fight and in the second fight was a big step up from Askren because he does know how to actually throw punches, speaking like boxing punches. And uh, so the first fight comes around and Woodley loses the split decision. So when that happened, there was a lot of talk about how A, Woodley really won the fight and B, if he would have let his hands go, he could have knocked Jake out. And of course, when he knocked Jake back into the ropes and, you know, all of this stuff to set up the potential for the second fight or make the case that Woodley was a hair on his chinny chin chin away from winning the fight. So then uh, Jake Paul is supposed to rematch Woodley, some back and forth go. It doesn't happen. He's going to fight Tommy Fury, a real boxer, because remember, this is one of the big criticism. First, it was you're fighting an MMA guy that was an Askren. Then it was, well, you fought an MMA guy who can't strike. Then it was, well, you're fighting an MMA guy who can strike and he almost beat you. If Woodley would have done this, if Woodley would have done that, he could have won the fight. And they made a case, you know, punch that numbers or power punches land or whatever. Same old, same old, same. So that didn't happen. So he's going to fight Tommy Fury a quote-unquote real boxer. But the people in the know already had doubts about Fury even winning that fight legitimately against Jake Paul because Fury's not very good. So there was already rumblings. Well, Fury isn't really that good, and if he loses to Jake Paul, he should never fight again. Even the Fury team 
Tyson and and uh, Papa Fury were sitting there saying that you know you shouldn't you shouldn't lose to Jake Paul and if you do you should never fight again because there's no hope for your career. Fury pulls out, Woodley comes in, and now he's got his chance. He's got his redemption, right? He's got an opportunity to go out there and beat Jake Paul. He's got an opportunity to let his hands go and do what he said he was gonna do after the first fight, even though he thought he won the fight. He said this time. I'm going to let my hands go. And Paul said, all right, I'm going to give you a bonus. If you knock me out, you get an extra $500,000. So let's do it. Let's see you move your hands. Let's come out. Well, that didn't necessarily happen. Now did it. Personally, I think it was a shit fight up until the stoppage. But all of the same things are being said, even though he just one-punched Woodley. I mean, he just sparked his ass out cold. And the stuff that you hear is just head scratching. I've heard Woodley was winning the fight. No joke. Let me give you the scores. It was 49-46 twice. 48-46 once. Those were all for Jake Paul at the time of the stoppage. He had the fight. This was basically going to be another decision win for him. And Woodley would have said the exact same thing he did after the first fight. I thought I won the fight. I did more. He was moving and I pressed the fight. Um, I won a third fight. I'll let my hands go. It would have been the same thing. He would have brought up the 12 days notice. Look what I did on 12 days notice. If I had a full training camp, like it never stopped. So we heard Woodley was winning the fight. I actually heard... During the fight that it looked like a fixed fight because Woodley wasn't throwing any punches. You got to be shitting me. We talked about this in the pre-fight podcast. We talked about this in the post-fight podcast after the first fight. We've talked about this with Tyron Woodley in his last four or five UFC fights. The guy doesn't throw any damn punches. The people that are talking this are the people that bet Tyron Woodley thinking that he was somehow going to throw his freaking hands. I don't know when they're going to get it through their head that at 39, almost 40 years old, Tyron Woodley is not going to throw his hands significantly enough consistently enough to beat many people in a boxing ring jake paul is basically a novice having no real high level experience not even an amateur i think he had one amateur fight and tyron woodley still wouldn't let his hands go but for some reason people were like tyron woodley's not doing anything why isn't he doing anything this must be a fixed fight I'm not even kidding. I am not shitting you. This is actual excuses from people on socials talking about the fight. That it was possibly Woodley intentionally not throwing punches, I guess, to take a dive and not win the fight. If that wasn't bad enough, (laughs) people were still saying even the shot that landed on Woodley wasn't legit. Like Woodley just stood there and took the shot Or how could he get hit by a shot like that? Or the whole fight was fake and fixed and a dive? Oh, I mean, what can you say? You can't, there's no logical way that you can argue with somebody that truly believes that kind of double shock power that landed on Woodley's chin was somehow faked or fixed or choreographed or whatever ridiculous bs they want to pull out the ass because that's what it is that shot was as a legitimate shot a legitimate ko as you will ever see he set it up with the body shot 
Woodley went to parry it. He came over the top. It landed as clean as you can land. And he went lights out, spark out, cold. Face first, over. But you see that this hate of the person, the hate of the, the, of the fighter, Jake Paul, just corrupts the mind and they cannot see anything else but the hate and what they think about him as a person or as a creator or the way that he carries himself or how he promotes. And this is why they're so damn terrible at betting because we talk about this all the time. You have to separate the emotion. And if you can't, don't bet. And if you can't separate the emotion and you want to throw a little something, something on the other fighter for fun, fine, do it. But don't do it with these ridiculous expectations that somehow when it doesn't cash, you could come in and just make up total lunacy about what was really going on in the fight. Now, do I, do I think Jake Paul looked great? Of course not. I actually think it was a shitty fight. I don't think Woodley was winning at all, but I do think it was a shitty fight. And I do think Jake Paul, of course, by the official scorecards, would have went on and won the fight. But no, I don't think it was a good performance at all. I think the knockout was amazing. I think the knockout will overshadow the shitty performance from Paul. And that's what everybody's going to be talking about, of course. But I don't think that was a good fight at all. In fact, I think the first fight was actually more entertaining than the second fight because there was a lot of clinching. There was a lot of dirtiness. You could see the the big gash that Paul got. It was either from a headbutt. The ref said an elbow, but they only showed a replay once, so I'm not sure if it was a headbutt or a elbow. But because there was a lot of punch and clinch, so you throw a punch and immediately clinch from both guys. So, no, I don't think it was an excellent performance from Jake Paul. I don't think that that performance suddenly makes you think that he's a world beater. I know he talks about Canelo in 36 months. Dude, you'd have to get a hell of a lot better in 36 months than what you showed tonight. But I just think it's kind of ridiculous that you're going to hear the same freaking excuses every single time Jake Paul wins until he doesn't win. So you have people saying, oh, well, Tyron Woodley's too small, right? Now that's another thing that's coming out of the woodworks. He's too small. Jake Paul is 190 pounds and cuts from 210. Woodley is too small. Then you hear, Woodley is too old. Jake Paul is 24 years old and Woodley is 40. I mean, it goes on and on and on. And you'll see all of these old retired fighters, but they're at different weight classes or they're looking for a payday. They're looking for a check. Be like, oh, fight a man that's a heavyweight who has a good chin or, or fight somebody who has real boxing experience or fight a real boxer or do that. Well, he was going to. It's not Jake Paul's fault that Tommy Fury pulled out. It was wasn't Jake Paul that pulled out. Listen, I get it if you don't like the kid. I think personally, he's a brilliant marketer. I think people, old school, new school, people that are in business, especially in combat sports and the boxing business, need to take notice. He sells out arenas. They do the pay-per-views. He has a big following. The kid is doing something right. All you hear about is people bitching and moaning about the UFC and MMA fighters getting paid jack shit for going out there, even championship level, unless they're getting paid pay-per-view points. It's a big back and forth. Well, the undercard fighters get paid more than undercard fighters in boxing. But then when
when you compare the main event fighters like Canelo and Mayweather and the superstars, Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford, well, then they really outshine the UFC fighters, right? You hear this stuff all the time, but here's a kid bringing in the audience, bringing in the money, did a deal with Showtime, hooked up Amanda Serrano when he didn't have to. A women, a woman's fighter who's considered to be one of the best, who's going to be setting up a big, big super fight with Katie Taylor. He has taken her under his management team, paid her a boatload of money, more money than she has made in two fights than she has made in her entire career. And is promoting her, putting her on the all access shows, pumping her up. He had no reason to do that. But he said, hey, this great women's fighter is being overlooked. She deserves more than what she's getting. And I want to help her out. I want to bring the super fights to her. I want her to make as much money as possible. But people overlook that because they don't like the kid and they don't like the promotion and they don't like the way that he does things. But in the end, it's only the results that matter. And the kid is getting results. He's undefeated. So you can't say, well, you know, he's lost. So you got to look at his opponents. I get it. His opponents to this point haven't been spectacular. I understand that. But then it's, you know, it's always one next level thing. It's kind of like what fighters will say after they win a big fight or a unification fight or a world championship. It's always, what's next? What's next? Who's next? What's next? Who's next? What's next? It never ends. And this will never, ever end for Jake. Ever. Jake Paul will get these questions, and he will get this hate, and he will get the troll jobs till he hangs up his gloves, and he'll still get them after the fact. Because the simple fact of the matter is people don't like him. It doesn't matter what he does in the ring. He could have beat Tommy Fury tonight and knocked him out just like he did Woodley. And everybody would have said, Tommy Fury sucks. Fight a good boxer. Do you see how the line, the goal, the goal line always moves. It's always shifting. You're fighting YouTubers. You're fighting no-hopers. You're fighting MMA guys. You're fighting MMA guys that can't strike. You're fighting MMA guys that can strike but they're littler. You're fighting MMA guys who can strike, but don't throw no punches. You're fighting MMA guys who can strike, but don't throw no punches, and they're 40 years old. I mean, it just goes on and on. So it would have been, you fought a boxer, but it's a sucky boxer. You found the suckiest boxer on the face of the planet to fight. It just go on and on and on until he loses. So the hate isn't just from the regular folk. It ain't from the folk that bet against him every time, that don't like his YouTube videos or don't like his personality. Obviously, he gets a lot of hate from the fighters on both sides, MMA and boxing. A lot of the hate from the MMA guys, let's be real, is because he's sparking out MMA guys. So he knocked out Askren, beat uh, Tyron Woodley in the first fight, and now sparked Woodley out in the second fight. And they hate that because for some reason, it's this archaic MMA versus boxing mindset that people still have and going on 2022 that somehow they want to compare sports all the time it's ridiculous or you get the uh usual hey come over to mma listen the money is being made over here in this uh in this venue and this arena and this style of fighting that's where the money is if daddy dana wanted to have boxers coming over to the ufc and signed all of these guys to make that type of match, he could do it. He doesn't want to do it, so people are doing it in the other opposite way. They're doing it with, okay, you come over here and we'll do boxing fights. 
Tyron Woodley didn't have to accept it. Uh, Askren didn't have to accept it, but guess what? They accepted it. Why? Because they made a boatload of money more than what they were in their entire UFC careers. And that's the other thing. Oh, you're, you're damaging your reputation for money. Oh, you're selling out for money. You'll do anything for money. What are these guys supposed to do? Uh, all of a sudden, are they like super duper, you know, high level mixed martial artists in the prime of their career? They have so many options on the table that they shouldn't fight Jake Paul for a boatload of money? Come on, Askren was a retired MMA fighter, and Woodley was cut from the UFC. He's not, UFC, he's not even fighting in MMA, and he said win, lose, or draw, he was going to continue to fight in boxing. He's making a bunch of money. Jake also gave him a Rolex watch for taking the fight on 12 days' notice. I mean, I think there's just a lot of ridiculous hate that's being thrown around, and it's under the, under the guise that it's legitimate, right? Like, it's not, they don't come at you straight. Like, I don't like Jake Paul. And because I don't like Jake Paul XYZ, no, 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 no. They try to come off like they're unbiased, like it's a neutral stance. Well, he needs to do this. He needs to do that. He needs to do this. He needs to do that. And in reality, it's, they're just hoping and praying some, sometime, someplace, they can get somebody that will beat him. Now, is that possible? Of course it is. Like I said, he is a novice. He's still learning. If you don't believe me, watch this fight. If you could put yourself through five rounds of uh, brutal I mean, if you're sleep deprived, watch that fight because it's brutal to watch. There's very, very little action throughout the entire fight. So I don't want it to make it seem like Jake Paul's the best ever, even though I say that on social media all the time because it gets people pissed off. But the fact of the matter is he has a lot to learn. And if they don't match him right, he can lose for sure. And even if they do match him right, he better be on because he makes a lot of mistakes in there. And you only need the right type of person to take advantage of it. And of course he could lose. But I think it's just kind of ridiculous how people don't understand. A, it's a business. That's one thing. There's a lot of great fighters who didn't treat combat sports as a business. And they end up brain dead and broke. I mean, I don't expect that to happen to this kid. He's got more money now than most combat sports athletes regardless of what level they have fought at so he's doing something right and he's making a lot of money and he's only i believe what five and oh now so he's only five fights in he already said he only wants to fight to 10 fights and boxing he wants to retire undefeated of course he's got the hope of the canelo fight and listen Whatever, if he goes 9-0, 10-0, 9-1, whatever, you're going to have to consider it a success. Even to this point, if he loses his next fight, that's a success for this kid. He came, you know, he came from the YouTube land. He was not a fighter. He was not a boxer. He didn't have combat sports uh, experience. He hasn't been training in boxing since he was five years old like some of these fighters have. And he's made a bunch of money. And I like what he's doing for Serrano. And even if he doesn't stay active in the game, I hope that he stays active within the game. I don't care if it's a promotional company. I don't care if it's a management company. I don't care if he's behind the scenes or in front of the camera. Because I think he understands the business side of things that a lot of people don't give him credit for. Logan, too. Their actual brand. Their brand. Like, say what you will about the digital age or Instagram or, or YouTube or Twitter, however you want to spin it. You know, if, if we're dinosaurs that are going to become extinct, it is what it is. But they know the genre that they're targeting and they know what they're doing with the promotion. They do things that work. And so for that, I respect them. And I don't think they get the respect on the business side of things 
But that makes a lot of sense to me because people don't even respect what he's doing in the ring and they're always going to question him because they want to see him lose. I mean, think about it. You got a supposedly greatest woman of all time, which is total BS, Clarissa Shields, that has a hard on for Jake Paul so bad she can't keep his name out her mouth. No joke. Like, she literally tweeted out after he knocked Woodley out. He got so damn lucky with the right hand, literally closed his eyes and landed the shot. Like, she really thinks, no joke, that she can beat Jake Paul. Now, I said, let's do it, champ. I'm sure you could take that shot. Like, don't need to be on pay-per-view. Set it up, put it in the gym, put the cameras on, and post that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you really believe that. But then, of course, well, he's 190 pounds. She's a woman. She's this. She's that. Right? You see what I'm saying? So she knows that you can throw all this venom and spit all this fire at Jake Paul. And she's never going to be held accountable. And I think that's the trend you see with a lot of these professional fighters is, A, there's no shot in hell they're ever going to fight like Clarissa Shields knows. And B... Obviously, if it's just your average Joe and Jane, that ain't going to happen. And see if you have a fighter that legitimately may get a shot at Jake Paul. Well, guess what? That's a lot of cheddar, cheddar, cheddar. So that, that's what I think is going on. And that's why I think when he fights or when you see the swell of the promotion, you get so much vile. But guess what? Mayweather found out towards the end of his career after the De La Hoya fight and become Money Mayweather that sometimes it pays to be the villain. And this dude knows how to play the villain. And he's cashing checks left and right while everybody else is just pissed off that Jake Paul wins again. He wins the money game. He wins the fight. And it'll be who's next? Who's next? Who's next? But Jake Paul is laughing all the way to the bank. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will sock it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.